Everybody, huddle up. Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, this is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN with former Badgers Brad Nortman. And Nortman is a fake. Great call and great execution. Not a Hawkeye in sight. And Chris Orr. An excellent play by the freshman out of DeSoto, Texas, Chris Orr. Here's Alex Strofe. The Great Dane Huddle live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company on the east side of Madison. You heard it. The boys are back in town. Somebody finished up their 74th vacation of the calendar year and decided to join us this week. That's the former NFL and Badger punter Brad Nortman. Brad, welcome back. It's good to be back. Even though I was on vacation, boys, there's no place like home, and home is with you guys. Yeah, it's yeah you've got some ass kissing yeah. to do because oh, this, guy to, this guy to your right has been filling in <laughs> That's those my shoes of yours. <laughs> former uh, NFL, former Badger, and reigning USFL Defensive Player of the Year, according to me and me only. Kua, <laughs> Chris Orr is here. Chris. Welcome back. Good to see you again, buddy. It's good to be back, man. It's good to be back. Now, we were ripping tequila shots after the Great Dane Huddle last week, so we let, let's see what oh, we get I'm into mi- this I was week. missing that? Yeah, yeah you missed out Oh, that's week. a big yeah, miss out. Yeah, I actually have FOMO out. now. I really yeah. do. <laughs> As you should. I thought you already did, but yeah, now, well, now you really do. Yeah. <laughs> now you really do. Lots to get into. We have a new look Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Washington and Oregon. That's wild. In their way into the Big Ten. We'll get into that about 6.15 tonight. we got to play Gmail tonight as we do each and every week. We'll do that at 6.30. At 6.45... We'll talk about Alex Magoo, the Packers' now third-string quarterback and reigning USFL MVP. He won the other award in the USFL. Yeah, the he ones. actually won it, but <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, we'll talk Alex Magoo at 645 because Chris Orr knows him a little bit better than everybody else, and he has a bold prediction around Alex Magoo, the third-string quarterback of the Packers. We'll get to that at 645. But we start with the first-string quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> and that, of course, is number 10. Show me the love. Jordan Love, coming off of a jam-packed family night, which included 65,000 of my best friends packed into Lambeau Field like sardines. Jordan Love, solid practice, putting in the work. And the optics of Jordan Love, fellas, make me feel a lot better about Jordan Love. His teammates are rallying around him. He's grabbed the bull by the horns when it comes to the media and owning the spotlight as the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. So, Brad Nortman, I ask you first, Jordan Love, are you feeling better two weeks into training camp about his chances as the Green Bay Packers starting quarterback? I'm feeling much better. I mean, much better. Look, I don't think he's going to come out there and be Aaron Rodgers. I don't think right. he's going to be a top 10 QB this year. Mm-hmm. I, I think if he can be somewhere in the 17 to 14 range this year, what a huge success that would be as your yeah. first year as a starter. Now, I know he's a fourth-year guy, but guys, here's what I'm looking for out of a young quarterback, right? I'm looking for decisive. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for accurate. I'm looking for steady. Those are the things I'm looking for. Good. He has Good shown qualities. he has shown the ability to do that. He doesn't have to be perfect. He can yeah. throw a couple of interceptions. He doesn't have to be that all the time, but you cannot be indecisive. You can't make it seem like I don't know where I'm going. This is too much for me. You can't be inaccurate. I mean, you cannot have the ball all over the place, mm-hmm. over guys' heads, balls in the ground. You can't have that. And a steady presence. He seems super steady. I mean, yeah. Favre and Rodgers, they have very interesting personalities. <laughs> very interesting. And Jordan Love... He just seems like your like really chill friend, yeah. doesn't he? He yeah, seems for really sure. chill. For sure, yeah, yeah. He, he seems, does. Cool, calm, collected. Really chill, yes. Seems really poised. I don't know. I, I'm just. I just feel like it's still practice. Like 
I feel like you can't get too high, can't get too low. I think it is a big success if he's in that middle tier mm-hmm. of quarterbacks, for sure, especially in your first year starting. But what I think is going to be vital for his first year starting is how is he going to respond to a game where you throw a pick six to lose the game? You know, Hopefully that doesn't happen if you're a Packers fan. Damn straight, Chris. There's a possibility. Or you, you make the wrong decision. It doesn't necessarily have to be something as catastrophic as a pick six, but you make the wrong decision to get the offense off the field when we needed to stay on the field to grind out the game or whatever the case was. You make that wrong decision. How are you going to come back the next week? Because I think that's the one of the most important jobs as an NFL quarterback. To be honest, is your bounce back. Everybody's going to have a bad game. Mm-hmm. You're never, nobody's ever going to be perfect. Tom Brady played horrible games as well. So I think the way he bounces back is going to tell us who he's going to be for the future of the Green Bay Packers organization. Tonight's great Dane Huddle poll on Twitter now at ESPN Madison. After two weeks of training camp, do you feel better, worse, or the same about Jordan Love? Early returns in, 50% of you say better, 50% of you say the same. Chris Orr, do you feel better, worse, or the same about Jordan Love? I think it's the same. I think it's the same until you get to the season because that's that's when it's going to get real, to be honest. like You can look great in practice. Yes, that will give you confidence. His teammates might have a better gauge on it than us, but at the same time, you're going to protect your quarterback in the media. Like, of course. You're never going to say anything bad about your first-year starting quarterback, even if it's not as good. So you kind of got to read between the lines when you listen to what they're saying. But – I just feel like you're going to have to wait until the season comes to actually know what you're going to have in Jordan Love. So you say that, but I'm curious from Brad's perspective, and I'll get back to you on this, Chris, is how much weight can you put into good practices? How much stock can you put in to a, an impressive throw in a practice? How, like, how can Packers fans, from you know seeing it on Twitter, how can we digest that great throw and say, ah, does it really matter? Yes, no, maybe so. Where do you fall? Here's the answer that I would give, and I don't think fans are going to like it. If you're, if you're doing it in practice, it's not a guarantee you're going to do it in the game. Mm-hmm. But if you're not doing it in practice, I guarantee you will not be able to do it in the game. Mm-hmm. Basically saying, if you have bad practices, there's no way you're going to come out into a game and have a good, good game. No way. Yeah. If you have good practices, that's the first step. Yep. I know it's in there then. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if, if we weren't seeing good practices out of Jordan Love, I would say... Let's let's abandon the ship, boys, and let's get ready for Caleb Williams. But but he it's it's the first step, and it yeah. shows that it's in there and shows it's possible. Mm-hmm. Because when I would watch quarterbacks, and they were playing great, usually it translated. Mm-hmm. But the, for the guys that couldn't handle it in practice or the preseason games, no way they're going to make it in a real NFL game. So it's a it's a it's a necessary component, but it doesn't guarantee the next step of, uh, of success, which is frustrating, but it's sure. just the reality. Well, you played with two young quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round, Blake Bortles and Cam Newton, yeah. right? I mean, you saw two guys, one of which progressed into an NFL MVP mm-hmm. uh, in their early stages of, of their career. So your, your opinion is one I value. You played linebacker, Chris. Yeah. Your opinion I also value. Yeah. You told me before the show, and I quote, everybody plays good in practice, so yeah. you think this means jack squat. I mean – it's, it's exactly what Brad said. Like, practice gives you some type of confidence. But the next step is you actually doing that in the game. Like, just a, a real quick, real quick tidbit. That little sidearm throw that people are losing their minds sack. about. Sack. You're, you don't yeah. make that throw in a real – like, you don't even make – you don't even attempt to do that in a real game. So, like, yeah, you can say, like, oh, you're making these great throws. These look so amazing. Like, like I said before, like – when you're rushing the uh, passer in, in practice, you're you're literally we're literally talking to the old lineman like, oh, hold on, like, even as he's trying to anchor in, and I might be bull rushing or whatever the case is, you're keeping him away from the quarterback instead of leaning over and slapping him 
with your paw as a defensive lineman or whatever the case is. You know, there's certain periods in practice where the DBs, they might tell the DBs, uh, don't necessarily try to go win at the point of attack with the receiver. So, like, yeah, you can have some stuff. There's going to be some stuff, those competitive times where it's like, yeah, you're doing well, you're performing well, you can have some type of confidence. But true confidence comes from actually doing it in the game. Once you actually make that play, even if it's just one, it doesn't have to be some amazing throw. Just something to where it can trigger in his mind to say, I belong here, I can do this, I belong as a starter in the NFL. Then, then we'll be able to see who he truly is. But you're not, you don't get that from practice. Well, and some guys are gamers too, right? right? I mean, yeah. there's a the thing where it's, okay, we know you can mm-hmm. do it on the field. How does it happen when the lights are bright? Yep. I think that's the one thing that we can take away from the Philadelphia game last year. He was thrown into a nationally televised game mm-hmm. against a team that eventually went to the Super Bowl, and he looked pretty poised, right? He didn't do anything that was going to super wow you. I know people can say, well, the touchdown pass he threw was a slant, right? No, no yeah. big deal. Right. But he seemed pretty poised. And I, I think there's a level of a gamer to a starting quarterback that you just need to have. Yes. And, and, and it's yet to be determined if he has that for the long term mm-hmm. because it's a little bit different when you're the starting quarterback than you're the backup and you just get thrown into it. Yes. I, think, okay. I think the seeds are yes. there. You just don't know if it's well, actually going to be speak, full-time. Speaking of gamers, uh, and I want to get back to love in a second, but speaking of gamers, Brad, did you see our boy Anders Carlson, the kicker, under the bright lights on Saturday night of family night? Goes <laughs> eight for nine, makes three 50-plus yard kicks after he had kind of a bad training camp leading up to family night. The one Kiki missed at Lambo was a bad snap and was held poorly. And he almost made it anyway. He lights came on and on this Carson, <laughs> the, the rookie kicker shows up. I mean, you got to be loving that Man. more than anybody. And I hate seeing when specialists do bad. I mean, I hate it. I mean, there's a there's a special place in my heart for a specialist that's struggling. Trust me. So I was really encouraged to see that. And it's the same thing too, right? Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, there are kickers that I know, and punters for that matter, that they honestly can't turn it on until the lights yeah. are on. Like they, they can't even get themselves in That's that. That's so interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. I, I never had that problem. I was for me, through that way. Yeah. No, for, for me, it was like I had to like calm myself down, mm-hmm. right? Because I was already so into it and so engaged. But there were guys that like they need that high level of engagement sure. to be able to actually bring out their best. It's the wildest thing. And I think that's, that's not the commonplace. I think most guys sort of need to harness what they have. Mm-hmm. But some guys, they, they need the bright lights to turn themselves on. Yeah, that's, for sure. That's, that's, that's definitely real. Some people put the helmet on and you, it's no difference. Sometimes you need the stands, man. Sometimes you need that energy. That's, yeah. a, that's an adrenaline rush that you can never replicate. Like yeah. You can never replicate that. You can... You can go play five on five basketball, but you'll never get <laughs> you'll never get that feeling back. Let's say you're playing on the floor of Pfizer Forum, you're never getting it. Chris Orr, Brad Nortman, Alex Stroke with you. It is the Great Dane Huddle. Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company on the east side of Madison. Last thing on love for you guys. First preseason games on Friday. Mm. The debate is roaring. Should Jordan Love play? How much should he play? So let me just ask the two guys that played. Chris Orr, how much should Jordan Love play in the preseason opener on Friday? I mean, they've already established that he's their guy. Like, everybody knows that. I think he should play a, a few series. I mean, you definitely want to keep him healthy and all that, but you're not going to be running these crazy, elaborate uh, route concepts where he has to sit in the pocket for long or anything like that anyway. So he, he shouldn't get touched for mm-hmm. the most part. And if he does, you look at your O-line, or then you look at his decision-making as far as his time in, you know, going through his progression and all of that. But I think you need to see him play a little bit. I think he needs to get out there with the – with the starting O-line, or I don't know if they're playing all their starters or not, but if they are, get out there with the starting offense and say, I'm the captain, I'm leading this team, I'm leading this side of the ball, whatever the case is. Yeah. This is how it's going to look. Let's get this dress rehearsal done. Like, 
and it's a real dress rehearsal. Like mm -hmm. you're still gonna be getting hit. Like you're still getting hit. They're still really rushing you. It's, it's it's a step up from practice. It's not. I wouldn't say it's fully to a game, a regular season game, or like a playoff game, but it's definitely a step up from practice. Just because you know all the starters might not be playing, but. I think it should play a few series. I, I, to I totally agree. I, yeah. I loved having preseason games yeah, in the NFL. In college, when you go right to live bullets, that's <laughs> crazy. It is, it is different. I loved having preseason games. There's yeah. there's nerves, mm -hmm. right? There's nerves. And then you're, of course, going to have nerves week one. Mm -hmm. But there's nerves in the preseason that you can just let those get out, right? Yeah. You can let the, let the steam off the pot a mm -hmm. little bit. And you can kind of get back into a rhythm. Okay, oh, yeah, this is what it feels like to be in a game. Because it's yeah. so different, right? It's so different than an hour-and-a-half practice, a three-and-a-half-hour game. So I think he should play play I think you should play the first half Ooh. I think you should play the first half I think you get all that you get that time, Love it. timing down with those receivers hey, they're not going to be schemed against yeah. right so it's gonna be yeah, very vanilla not. defense mm -hmm. so get mm -hmm. them in rhythm get his confidence going yeah and and let them just get reps I think that's gonna benefit them now yes the risk of injury is there but the risk of injury is there in practice it's always there. right yeah. I, I don't know I just think I think you play yeah treat him like he's not a rookie but like a guy that needs reps because he hasn't had them yeah. i'm, I'm kind of right between you two I was i'm thinking, thinking like quarter. five series i because i i think like i think come game three he's probably not playing if at all more than a series right game two yeah. is obviously the big one i think he plays a half then yeah but i don't know what they do game one he's got to play yeah. the guy needs reps mm -hmm. yeah i mean he's the starting quarterback of the green bay packers <laughs> i've been alive 24 years all i know is brett Favre and aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Jordan Love better be something. It better be something. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we'll see. I, I'm just I'm, I'm amped up. We've made it. We have our first preseason game in the books as the Jets and Brands played in the Hall of Fame game the other night. Uh, last thing on this, and then we'll get to break and, and talk new look Big Ten coming up next. But 65,000 people attended a practice at Lambeau Field over the weekend. This happens every year. Chris, you spent a year in Carolina. Brad, you spent several years in Carolina and then a couple more years in Jacksonville. Did you have a practice in the stadium? What was the crowd like? Tell me about your experiences. Yeah, I, I was in camp during COVID. So oh. we practiced in the stadium. Uh, we put on, like, you know, the game jerseys, all of that, you know, went through it all. But uh, nobody was there. Nobody was there. So I didn't get my first taste. And we didn't even have preseason games that year. So I was literally just like college. Like, my first NFL game was a real game. Wow. <laughs> and those nerves are real. Oh yeah, they are real. But yeah, we practice in the stadium, but we we just didn't have we didn't have anybody there because of COVID. Wow, Brad, yeah, tough. You, you know, the NFL preseason, like I talked about with practice, it's just characterized by progression, right? Mm -hmm. You show up and you get a feel for it. You put pads on. Where you have the first. Headed? You have the first, well, then, like, it's just step-by-step. Step. The very, yeah. the, I'd say, the, like, the diet version of the preseason game is family night, mm. right? Because you've got, mm. you know, we probably had not, not 65,000. We had maybe, I don't know, 30, right, oh. for maybe a little bit more Carolina. Um, I mean, so it's probably like lower bowl type situation. And you just feel those nerves again. You feel like what it's like to play in front of people yeah. with a little bit of pressure. Yeah. So, but, man, what the Packers have is special. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're putting off fireworks. It's a pack. Yeah. Do you see those side-by-sides against the Bears? Oh, the yeah. It, it lit up that, the internet. That is just yeah. comical. That's I mean, different. Yeah, it's it so is. Different. It's Lollapalooza's happening yeah. next to Soldier yeah. Field. I think I'd rather <laughs> go there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But nonetheless, who wants to watch the Bears anyway? I don't right. blame them. Uh, but nonetheless, it, it looks like Kansas City, Philadelphia, Green Bay. They're yeah. the ones that sell at the stadium. The rest of the teams do okay. Yeah. Right? Like, what Chicago had was not 
of normal, right? Like, that's what most of the teams in the NFL see is 10,000, 15,000 fans. Yeah, yeah. It's a practice, yeah. right? It, it, but, but Green Bay is special. I mean, that's the point of this. Green Bay is special. Their fans are special. The fact they have 65,000 people to watch. Why are you looking at me like that? I mean, they have 65,000 people watching a practice. That's abnormal. That's special. Just, okay, but you just admitted <laughs> You just admitted that there's Lollapalooza going on. There's nothing going on up here. I'm not disagreeing with you that. You have no point but to go. That's the, that's the but there's stuff happening in Philadelphia. Mm. I guess they just came off Super Bowl. They're on Super Bowl high, though. I mean, that's fair. Big difference. All right, whatever. He's Chris Orr. <laughs> <laughs> He's Brad Norman. I'm Alex. <laughs> it's the Great Dane. Huddle live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company on the east side of Madison. And I got good news for you. You can now dash the Dane. That's right. The Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company has expanded their delivery offerings with DoorDash. New customers get $5 off. Your first order of 25 bucks or more. And don't forget, Dash Pass subscribers always get free delivery. Order delivery today. GreatDanePub.com or the DoorDash app and get food delivered from the Great Dane closest to you. Downtown, Hilldale, Fitchburger, right here on the east side of Madison. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. We already knew about UCLA. We already knew about USC. But here come the Ducks, and here come the Huskies. We'll talk about the new-look West Coast Big Ten. Coming up next, it's the Great Dane Huddle, live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. Yeah, it's the Great Dane Huddle rolling on live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company on the east side of Madison. I'm Alex Strope alongside the reigning defending USFL Defensive Player of the Year, according to me and me only, Chris Orr, who's flexing <clears throat> now at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. Getting me ready, man. And the longtime NFL punter, the Badgers legend, the pride of Brookfield, Wisconsin. Oh, my. Bradley Nortman is back with us this week. Fellas, you're both former Badgers. You're both, both former Big Ten college football players. Mm -hmm. And the Big Ten just became the Big 18. Yeah. We knew about USC. We knew about UCLA entering the conference next year, 2024. Mm -hmm. But here come the Huskies of Washington and the Ducks of Oregon. Mm. The Big Ten has become the Big 18. Four teams now on the West Coast. Brad, I ask you first, first, your reaction to Oregon and Washington joining the Big Ten. Okay. Oh you know, the traditionalist in me and mm. my experience mm. of watching, growing up watching those, those hardy Wisconsin versus Illinois games and, you know, the, the regional feel of college football in the Big Ten, I was like, man, part of that died a little bit. And the reality is it died years ago, yep. right? And, and you started to see the seeds of that over time. So my initial reaction was like, well, there wasn't much hope for anything to stay regional in college football. But now it's just completely gone. Yeah, mm -hmm. gone. So there, there's part of me part of me not the majority a small part of me that's just like well it's kind of too bad that my experience will no longer be the experience mm -hmm. i'm not surprised because a long ago when 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 universities started getting close to a tv networks it became about money yep. right and that is what drives it all yep. and that's the whole thing behind nil it's the whole reason that the pac-12 is breaking up right i mean you're gonna tell oregon we're gonna stream your games on apple what <laughs> come on so it's just the secret's out. It's always been about money, but now it's just over the table. So yeah. the fact that it's happening, 
I think there's going to be better good games. I think that's going to be the truth. I think that's a good thing for college football. Yeah. I think there's going to be even more money to be made, which is a good thing for college football. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that Wisconsin is positioned where we are. I feel mm-hmm. terrible for the Oregon states of the Man. world and for, you know, if, AC, if the ACC gets, you know, broken up too. I don't know. It's just I, I'm glad that Wisconsin is on the inside looking out because we deserve to be. Yeah, we deserve to be. For sure. Um, so part of me feels like the college football I know has died, mm-hmm. and part of me is excited for the future. I, I'll tell you what. I'm going to look back at my kids and tell them, Sonny, <laughs> I won, won two big- straight Big Ten championships. <laughs> That's what I did. What have the Badgers done lately? Because that is going to be very, very hard to do going forward. Back in my day. <laughs> like, Dad, you did that? You bet I did, son. I was a punter. It <laughs> yeah. wasn't Russell Wilson. It was me. That's it was right. me. So they're going to have a hard time winning the Big Ten. I think they'll make the playoffs from time to time, but they're going to have a yeah. hard time. So as time. Brad Nortman memorializes the college football, that was back in his day, the old man to our left, Chris Orr, asked the 26-year-old. Yeah. The Big Ten is 18 teams, and four of them are on the West Coast. Yeah. The hell's feel, your reaction to I that? feel the same. I feel the same, to be honest. Like, I don't have an issue with the, like, super conferences or whatever because it's, it's good for college football. I think it'll be, you know, the, the competition level will be high. Um, for everybody, for the other sports as well, like, football is for majority of Division One Power Five programs. That's your money maker, so it'll do nothing but help all the other sports as well. Mm-hmm. That that money gets funneled out. Like, football might have the best facility, but they bring in a lot of the money in. Okay, now that I got that out of the way. Yeah, I, I had the same feeling as Brad, though. You know, a part, piece of me, like, I love the regional feel of college football for sure because, like, majority of people on your team, like, you grew up hating them. Like, you grew up hating this other team or you always wanted to come here or whatever, whatever the case was. I got that experience, you know, young down in Texas. You know, when the Big 12 first started to break up, when Texas, Texas A&M left the conference and Nebraska came to the Big 10, Missouri left. Those, there's a lot of rivalries that, that are getting shaken up. I hope my fear, the only thing that I don't want to happen is this realignment eliminate some of these old school rivalries that we've had. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the main thing that I don't so want to I, I think a lot of people agree with you. Uh, but Oregon has announced they're going to yeah. try to keep the Oregon State uh, rivalry intact. Yeah. So hopefully that stays the case, but go on. Yeah. But the thing is, the thing is, even the thing about that is that now the Big Ten has to work with Oregon to maybe keep this the Apple Cup, right? To keep the Apple Cup, what, what they play like week 11? It's usually rivalry week. 11-12. Mm-hmm. Are they going to keep it that week? Or are you going to see this game played week two? Week two, right. Like, no. this is – that's horrible. Because at that point, it's horrible for the rivalry as well. So, I don't know. I think it'll, I think it'll be good. I think it'll shake out to be – it'll handle itself eventually because we're going to move to a 12-team playoff. It'll be fine. Only thing is, everybody's going to look like the Big 12 now. Everybody was talking trash about how the Big 12, you know, did their conference and everybody played each other. Now it's just going to be that. You're going to have to play nine, what, Big 10 West teams yeah. from the yeah. from the middle on out eight. to the West Coast, eight, eight yeah. and then eight on the other side or whatever, and then come to a conference champion. You're not going to be able to break the conference into three sub-conferences. Like, that's not going to work. So everybody's going to have to adopt you, that model. You, you know what I hear out of, out of both your mouths? You know what I hear out of both your mouths? Get off my lawn! <laughs> you both have heard the, the saying, change is inevitable, inevitable, right? Change or die. Change or die. Evolve or die. This is good for college football. I agree with Th- that. This, I agree this, it's good for I, the future. I the rest of the sports, the future. I think it's bad. 
Yeah. But specifically for college football, this is great. I mean, think about it. You're going to have UW versus UW every year. Washington <laughs> versus Wisconsin. That's a new rivalry game, my friends. I mean, you could, you could introduce a sick-ass trophy, and whoever wins that game every year gets to be called UW. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fun, right? That's UCLA, fun. USC, those are historical programs True. coming into a historical conference. True. And you're going to have insane battles. Think about the cross-country battle between Penn State and UCLA. That's so much fun. This is great for college football, but I feel bad for the rest of the athletes, right? I think volleyball, soccer, when you're playing multiple games a week. Mm -hmm. I saw a video on TikTok last night of a former uh, women's soccer player at Maryland talking about we play Wednesdays, Sundays. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to miss class. Or we play Thursdays, Sundays. We leave Wednesday. I'm going to have to miss class Wednesday, fly to USC, and then go up to Washington uh, Friday and play Sunday. And then we're getting back at 4 in the morning on Monday morning. I feel bad for those athletes. Who went to school football, to play soccer, man? Who went to school to play soccer, man? It's true. Stop trying to act like that. No, I'm just playing. That's fair. But football <laughs> specifically. Yeah. This is great. You play one game a week. Travel day is Friday, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Depending, Hello. they, they Depending, might go out early. They might go out early on the West Coast. I, I got a question for you, though. Yeah. So, the other thing about this, though, is that we were already losing the bowl games because of the college football playoff format, but now you've essentially completely taken away the Rose Bowl is dead now. There, there is no yeah. Rose Bowl yeah. anymore. The Orange Bowl is about well, to it's, die. It's, a big, it's called the Big Ten Championship game, but go on. Well yeah. well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, not even for real, to be honest. Not even for real, to be honest. Because you could be a Big Ten champion. You could be a Big Ten champion in, a, in well, the previously the Pac-12 champion. That's who would line up yeah. on the West Coast. That's gone, though, because half of the uh, Pac-12 teams have gone to the Big 12. Half of the Pac-12 teams have, well, I guess but who, a third. Who's, who's, been winning but the, this, who's been winning the Pac-12 the last 10 years? Utah. Ten years, I said, Chris. Oh, they won the last two Utah, years. Utah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't Oregon? stay up that late. Who, 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 be, who beat late. you in your last Rose Bowl? Watch your mouth now. Oh. I'm just wondering. Careful. Who did that? <laughs> Careful. Oregon did. But this is my thing. This is my thing. The Rose Bowl's dead. The you can't even call you can't even call these playoff games these bowl games anymore. That's well, I mean, it's, that's just, fine. it's just like, going to change. Like, People aren't going to say, "Hey, I played in the Rose Bowl." They're yeah. going to say, "Hey, I played in the quarterfinal." Right, that's how they're uh, going to start changing the the verbiage, I, I, which is I, horrible. I've never liked played in the quarterfinal. I've, I've never, yeah. I've you never suck. liked the idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've never liked the well, idea of the twelve team playoff. I've always thought if they're going to expand, eight's the number. But that's beside the point. It's a different argument. This is a fun conference. The Big Ten is really fun now, from a football perspective, right? Like you've got some dogs. Uh, you already had Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, Iowa, uh, Ohio State, obviously Wisconsin. I mean, you've got some dogs already. Now you're adding USC. Hello, Reggie Bush. You're adding Oregon. Hey, Justin Herbert. I know that's Chris's guy. Hey, Washington. Hey, hey, you need to be careful college, right now, bro. College football that line. You need to be careful. Aren't you, aren't you from Wisconsin? I am. And even when you were just listing off the dogs of the Big Ten, you said us last? You said us after I, Iowa? I was going geographically. No, 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 no. That sounds weak. You always start with Wisconsin. The Big Ten starts with Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll say this, right? I, the more big games Wisconsin is in, the better. That's for my sure, opinion, right? Sure. So, like, even though we look at the schedule, and it'll probably change now, but when we looked at it in 2024 and 25, you kind of said, gulp, we're playing uh, Alabama and USC and Ohio State. That's a good thing. You want mm -hmm. that stage. You, yes. you want to be able to do that. And that's why you hire a guy like Luke Fickle that can be able to Bingo. perform at that level. And I would bet you that McIntosh knew that this was evolving, this was going to be the future, and same thing, change or die. Like, we cannot keep on doing the same thing. We need to... We 
a national recognized football team. Mm-hmm. So and pro- football program and and think about the recruiting now we're gonna be able to do. Yeah, they're they're gonna have change. Wisconsin be able to go out to the West Coast, mm-hmm. maybe be able to pull some guys from California. Yeah. So it, the landscape has totally yeah, changed. For Nothing's sure. gonna be the same, and I'm excited for. It. I do think the future of college football is gonna be better for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was pushback about the four team playoff and you know other, but it's all been good so far. And I think, mm-hmm. look, you, you can't to be too much of a good thing, but this is just the way it's going, and you just need to embrace it and That's, enjoy it. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, yeah. You, you you need to embrace it, but at the ah oh man, it's just tough. We'll never have the stories of we'll never have the like. You've essentially shut out anybody that's not in these Power Five conferences anymore, and honestly, these Power yeah, Three true. conferences. You've you've essentially shut them out of ever being in the college football playoff again. So we'll never have a Cincinnati again. You'll never have a coach like Luke Fickle again. You'll never have that. We'll probably never see well UCF's in the Big Twelve now, but you you get what I'm saying. You'll never see another team like UCF that's like, oh man, this group of five team is killing Auburn. Yeah, you know, like you just but, that's the good. That was the that's the piece of college football that I think. You know, kind of could level the playing field a little bit that we're going to miss out. I on. think that's a really good point. What if there's like an NCAA tournament thing though, where like maybe you do have okay, maybe you do have SEC, Big Twelve, and um, Big Ten, right? And then you're gonna, you know you're going to get maybe two or three from each of those things. Mm-hmm. What if the smaller conference, like this rearranged Pac-12 or ACC, you know, even though it's kind of known as a lesser conference, what if an at-large bid is mm-hmm. given to the the winner of that? So the, you're, now you're talking about kind of a wild card, like okay, how does how yes. does this team like a Cincinnati? Yes. Then you know yep. compete and and you get you seated and you know, but it's an at large bid yeah. right so yeah. harder to get in for sure but I I think they're going to be creative with it they've proven that they can put out a good model right I mean college yeah. football is so know, viewed the playoff model is horrible you don't like this, the playoff model well this is my thing this is my thing you I've go back always to PCS? my thought no 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 <laughs> no 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 my thought was always I, I agree with you eighteen playoff eighteen playoff you take your five. Power Five Conference champions. Yeah, it's not Power Five anymore. Well, but yeah, not on. anymore. But, but this is before. R.I.P. to the Pac-12. Yeah, right. This is before. You take your five Power Five Conference champions, automatic bid. Yep. And you take your three Group of Five at large bids, and you put them in. You guys are 18 playoff. Yeah. There's I, no need to even talk about these rankings. I think it's one Group of Five team and then two at larges. Right, because like you look at the UCF that should have been in that year, mm-hmm. Cincinnati a couple of years ago. I guess one, there's never going to be two group of five teams, right? I guess. It, just, it just seems unlikely. Uh, I feel like you should go two and one because it's like because the other because the other thought is. But then again, you're choosing, you're choosing between Ohio State or Alabama, then right? Like, win your conference. That's fair. I'm not disagreeing with that. That's why I like the 14 playoff mm-hmm. as is. That's mm-hmm. why I said I don't like the 12. If they were going to expand, do it to eight. I like the 14 playoff. But if you're if you're going to be at eight, I mean, you got to have Ohio State and Alabama. Let's say they're both eleven and one or ten and two, and clearly can compete. It's beside the point. It's minutia. It's it's an <laughs> argument we could do any day of the week. Uh, but the Big Ten's expanding. Mm-hmm. Neither of you seem very excited about it. It's just going to be it's going to be really weird. Like, I, I just want to know how they're going to do this uh, interconference play, or is that you're going to have to do away with that or something? Like one one of those two are going to happen. It you're might the, be it might be the idea you don't like, which is three subconferences. Yeah, but then how are you going to get to a champion? That's a great point. I may, I may, I may, I'm a Big Ten semifinalist. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then, and then on top of that, <laughs> put that on your resume. <laughs> put that <laughs> top of the line. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. This means loss. Is is two time Big Ten champion on your resume? Um, I haven't dusted off the resume in some time. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it is. I, well, yeah, I it but, needs to be but, on there. but. Um, I do believe there is like uh, I had one like Big Ten Player of the Week. 
um, when I made Big Ten, I did put NFC Player of the Month on there and Super Bowl participant. I mean, those are the ones you got to like. I highlight that one. You put that above your GPA. So you, I was going to ask if you had made or, or updated the resume since your NFL playing days. You have. Yeah, almost just for like a fun exercise. All right, trivia question. <laughs> what year were you the special teams player of the month? I know, I know the answer. Chris? I'm going to take a guess, too. I don't know the answer. Younger, uh, old. No, 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 no hints. No hints. Just no take hints. a stab. I'm saying 2015. Oh, yeah, I'll guess. No, 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 no. They weren't punting much then. Are you kidding me? You act like you played in the 80s. It doesn't matter. 2015? Think about it. MVP, it you're going to make a Super Bowl year. It was Super Bowl year for just for oh, context. Oh, it was Super Bowl year? Well, no, I don't, I'm not saying what's right or wrong. Well, I'm just saying right. for context. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Super Bowl no, year. You're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. wrong. They wouldn't be punting much. 2014. 2013. 13. 2013. First year. That we was the, Super Bowl year? No, no. Yeah. 20, 2015 was 15. Super Bowl year. Oh, yeah. 2013, we won the um, division for the first time in however many years. We went on like this stretch of big games. I was just punting my mind out. <laughs> I love it. Well, for a phrase you've never heard in your life before <laughs> we love a punter uh well i was making fun of chris this segment i think i'll turn the attention to brad since brad did not win the super bowl he played in uh mm -hmm. he can go see my buddy diamond jim at condon jewelers if he wants to make one That's up condon harsh. jewelers is the jeweler on the east side the jeweler on your side whether you're looking to take that next step within your relationship whether you're looking to treat yourself holidays not that far away go see my guy jim and his team at condon jewelers on the east side of madison today Tell him what you need. He's going to work with you. Great financing options. Everything he can do to help you out. Open seven days a week. He's in the store seven days a week. Across from the East Town Mall, Condon Jewelers, the jeweler on the east side, the jeweler on your side. And online at Condon Jeweler, that's singular, CondonJeweler.com. The questions always pouring in to our great producer back at the Everlight Solar Studio, Alex Gravatt. Always pouring in all week long from all over the country. We answer those questions next as we play Gmail next. It's the Great Dane Huddle live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Co Company on the east side of Madison. The Great Dane Huddle rolling on live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company on the east side of Madison. It is 642, Chris Orr. I'm Alex Strofe. Brad Nortman with us as well. What's wrong with you? He just, just, just lip to me. It's 642. It's it is. Crazy. It's now 643, in fact. This needs to be a longer show, man. I mean, that guy right there, his name is Jesse Nelson. You can talk to him about that issue. <laughs> <laughs> Chugging beer. Celebrating the the birthday of Ryan Wollershot. Hey. At the Great Dane Pub Brewing Company on the east side of Madison. <laughs> Happy birthday, Wooly. Uh, Alex G., our producer back at the Everlight. So you're welcome. Back at the Everlight <laughs> Solar Studio. Gets a million emails every week asking him questions all over the country. It's time now to play Gmail in the Great Dane Huddle. You've got mail. You said it. I get emails all the time. We're going to skip the intro, though, and we're going to get right to it. Kyle in Boston. He's a huge Big Ten fan, even though he's in Boston. Uh, and he says, if the Pac-12 falls apart and the Big Ten grows, it's got me thinking, what teams would you like to see in or out of the NFC North mm. as presumed Packer fans? Uh, Strofe, as the, as the in-house real fan, we will give you the floor. <laughs> All right, so just, just for reference, we currently have Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. I would like to see the Lions out of the NFC North. They're always bad. They bring down the they bring down the division. Who kept you out the playoffs last year? 
I knew. Man, the, the he was waiting for revenge. Accurate statement. But the Packers were also bad last year. Uh, you know who I'd love to see in the NFC North? The Indianapolis Colts. Could you imagine Brett Favre versus Peyton Manning back yeah, in the day? Yeah. yeah, that would have been dope. Andrew Luck versus Aaron Rodgers. That would have been dope. Jim, uh, not Jim Ursay, but Chris Ballard, former Badger, is the yeah. general manager of the yeah. Colts. I think Colts in the NFC North would excite me. I was just in Indianapolis, so maybe that's fresh on the brain. Great city. Uh, great stadium as well. I say Colts in the NFC North lines out. That's a good one. They almost feel like an NFC North team, yeah, don't they, the Colts? Sure, for sure. Okay, I've got one because I've got memories growing up in the 90s oh, of I know the old going, yeah. NFC Central. So I want the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in my division. <laughs> Which, by the I've way, got, are no, nowhere near Central. It makes no sense at all. <laughs> it makes no sense at all, but I'm here for it because I've got visions of Warren Sapp and Brett Favre, you know, jawjacking together and, mm. you know, the, the Packers going to Tampa and sweating, but then all the, you know, the, the Buccaneers coming to the North. So, that rivalry has died, obviously, except for when the Buccaneers, you know, bounced the Packers. But um, that's that's a, a rivalry I remember. And then they just realigned, and then it just fizzled out. So I'd put the Buccaneers back in I like there. That Give pick. me those old ones, that old rivalry. God, this is tough, bro. This is tough. I like the NFC North. Y'all, y'all don't like it? You feel like No, I do like it, but I was asked to make a decision, Chris. All right, if I had to make a decicion i I'd say uh, I'd put Cleveland in the North. Mm, and I'd probably choice. take uh, – I wouldn't take Detroit out. I'd probably take Minnesota out, to be honest. I'd probably take Minnesota out and put Cleveland in the north because then you'll just have a really traditional conference, even though, you know, the organizations have moved or whatever. But you'll just have a really traditional conference, and I think that's that's dope. That was an interesting question. What's next? It was interesting. We got another interesting one from Cornelius in Texarkana. Every week. (laughs) You've got mail. All right. Would you rather be a cowboy or a pirate? We're going to start with you, Chris Orr. Cowboy or pirate? Cowboy with ease. I'll be a cowboy, man. I'm from Texas, man. I'm not a ride a horse. Wrong. <laughs> Me some hogs. Come on now. Come on now. You know how to lasso? Nah, nah. Well, I do, but not well. And I haven't done it since I was like. When's the last time you rode a horse? Rode a horse? <laughs> 17. Could you beat a horse in a fight? In a fight? I got a knife? No. No knife? hands. Yeah, I'm, I'm killing that horse. <laughs> Why wow. do you need a knife? Bro, we're talking about surviving. I might take the horse. No we're talking offense. about surviving, bro. Come on now. I got to get on that horse back and choke him out. He did He's this. done. Is the horse aware to the fight? Thing. He did the same He's done. thing last week He's with done. a wolf. I'm choking he, him out. He goes, do I have a knife? No, <laughs> who cares about the knife? I'm winning you have anyway. a knife right now, Chris? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My um, goodness. Um, uh, Oh, I'd rather be a pirate every oh, wow. day of the week. <laughs> You're going to get scurvy. <laughs> I'm going to get scurvy. I'm walking the plank, brother. <laughs> wow. Uh, give me a cowboy. I like yeah. whiskey more than rum. Yes, I like sir. land more yeah. than sea. Yes, so sir. give me a cowboy. I like it. One more, G. Oh, uh, let's take a look here. Yes. All right. We've got it. Cammy in Madison. <laughs> what just happened? I, I couldn't find the email. There was one I was looking for. Big inbox, thousands of emails, whatever. Fair. Uh, the Aurora Borealis, otherwise known as the Northern Lights, lit up the sky in northern oh. Wisconsin and Canada oh. this past weekend. Oh. Whether you know or not, tell me how the Northern Lights works. And Alex Strofe, I know you don't know, so I'm starting with you again. <laughs> All right. So the Northern Lights are when there are a bunch of unidentified flying objects from the aliens, which, by the way, <laughs> were just confirmed as real from the U.S. government. Uh, you are, believe that? Are flying and pro- what do you, you believe mean? everything the government tells you, Strofe? 
They're trying to distract us. They're trying to distract us. I'm trying to stir this conversation up again. <laughs> no, I actually don't. It's a fair question. <laughs> Nonetheless, um, it's when a bunch of UFOs are flying in unison. You know, like the EAA was just an Oshkosh and how all the oh. planes fly together. It's like UFOs flying to, what's the planet next to us? From Mars? <laughs> yeah, to Mars. No way you just asked that on, on, on the radio. <laughs> As a grown man. All right, what's planet two then, Chris? Venus. What's planet uh, one? Mercury. So it goes Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars. Yep. Keep going. Jupiter. Saturn. It's pretty good. I don't know if he's right or not. Yeah, I don't know uh, either. I, it's, it's, I don't know if it's Neptune or Uranus. I, 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 Uranus I is seventh. Up. I actually do know that. Yeah, there we go. Uranus. Then it's Neptune. Then Neptune, it's Pluto. Pluto. And Pluto is a planet. All right. What's the question again? What are the Northern Lights? What are the Northern <laughs> yeah, Lights? You probably light. know the answer, Brian. Um, I don't know, like, specifically the science behind it, but I know it has to do with the way the, like, the sun yeah, for reflects sure. off the moon. It has to be, like, cold weather. Oh, that's why, that that's why it only... Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. it's not, but that's the simple answer. Yeah. It's something that has something, <laughs> it has something to do with... The way we're tilted on our axis and rotating. Yeah, and the way so like, it's the really light. dark. Yeah. Yep. And the sun's light is like piercing over the moon or All something. Right, like I've had it's like not the same, but similar to like a rainbow, right? You yeah, need certain yeah. elements yeah. at a certain right mm-hmm. time, and you can get certain lights. I've had enough of this. Chris Orr, Brad Norman, <laughs> Alex Stroke with you here on the Great Day Noddle. Chris Orr has a bold prediction. Hold on a minute. Let me restart that. <laughs> Scratch that from the record. I know you come to this show for takes on the Packers' third-string quarterback. Let's Chris go. Orr has a bold prediction on the Packers' third-string quarterback, Alex Magoo. Yes, sir. As we wrap up the Great Dane Huddle after this. Great Dane Huddle <laughs> rolls on live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company on the east side of Madison. I'm Alex Drove, Brad Dortman, and the idiotic Chris Orr is with us. <laughs> we got to break the fourth wall. G, uh, back at the Everlight Solar Studio, our producer, Alex G. <laughs> we just played Gmail, correct? Yeah, yeah. I've been here the whole time. And we have a weekly emailer from Texarkana. Cornelius, yeah. Yes, and Texarkana is the name of the cheeseburger that Brad Norton and I are eating tonight. Is the Texarkana burger. <laughs> it's a city in Texas. I'm aware. <laughs> and Chris Orr just said, is Cornelius really from Texarkana? <laughs> <laughs> You've got me. And I said, no. <laughs> and he goes, wait a minute. Are all these names made up? And I said, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Of course they're not. They're and, all real people. And, and Chris let out the loudest belly laugh in the history of Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, and everybody man. in the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company oh. stared at this man eating a ginormous steak salad. <laughs> <laughs> laughing to the point where I think he might have tinkled a little bit. <laughs> Was, there are beautiful. tears rolling down my face. <laughs> In my defense, most of them are named after real people. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, that might Yo, be the I best laugh. This entire time we've been doing this show for a very long time now. This entire time, I'm thinking these are real 
emails being sent to the <laughs> 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 You think real people are asking you whether or not you want to be a cowboy or a pirate? Oh, man, I'm like, I'm like, I'm you, like you think people are emailing ESPN asking you if aliens are real? In my head, in my head, I was like, it would be somebody from Texas Canada asking the question. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness! I was oh man, that is real. That my is real, stomach bro. hurts. That is real, bro. Oh. Okay, you've got thirty seconds. Give us your take on Alex Magoo, hey. the Packers' third-string quarterback. Alex Magoo is going to make that fifty-three-man roster. You already got a little hint of it already. They released oh. Danny Etling. Magoo's still there. Let's go, Magoo. Represent for the USFL. Brad, Represent are you for ashamed NFL you work with two big idiots? Happy to be back, boys. <laughs> Happy to be back. He's Brad Norman. He's Chris Zorum. Alex Grove. A big thanks to Alex G. And the Great Date Pub Brewing Company on the east side of Madison. I'm going to go wash my face.